let me tell you guys about Lingoda. Lingoda is an online language learning school that offers courses in French, German, Spanish, English, and business English. Personally, I have been taking their live Zoom classes because I'm moving to Berlin this fall and I have wanted to learn some German and practice speaking before I arrive. I truly think that Lingoda's approach is the best and most effective way to learn a language because there's group classes where you can participate in speaking with professors and students from all around the world, which gives just a very international and genuine, real-world-like experience for applying your language skills. The coolest part about Lingoda, in my opinion, is that they offer a two-month sprint program where you can receive up to 100% of your money back. I am not lying to you. You can receive up to 100% of your money back if you're serious about language learning. By signing up for the Sprint Challenge, you can do classes every other day for 60 days, and if you attend all of them, you can receive 50% of your money back. Or if you are really, really determined, you can do the Super Sprint Challenge, which is daily classes for two months, and if you attend all of them, you will receive 100% of your money back. Speaking from experience, I've had a really great time taking these Lingoda classes, and I've gained so much more from them than I have in any other classroom-like setting. So don't be shy. Go and hit the link in the description or use code WillsCameraPod. That's WillsCameraPod, P-O-D, for $25 off. Enjoy and happy language learning. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cut the Cameras podcast, season two. Oh my god, it's a new season! And this is basically the episode where I'm going to explain, where I'm going to explain, damn, it's been a minute, hasn't it? Um, I'm just going to talk about what I've been up to personally, what the podcast has been up to, the direction it's going in, why season one just kind of ended, and I didn't even know that there was a season one, but we're, we're just going to talk about it. Um, I hope you guys have been well. I hope you didn't miss me too much. I've been a content machine on YouTube since stopping the podcast. So if you guys follow me over there, you shouldn't have missed me. If anything, the contrary, you probably should have had too much of me by now. But um, we're back. We're back on Cut the Cameras podcast. This is a solo episode today, and I'm just going to dive right into it. So yeah, season one ended a bit abruptly. So I had that episode with Nay, season one, episode 11. um, And then that was my last like planned episode. I planned a bunch of episodes at the beginning of starting the podcast. And that was kind of the last one. So I had to move into reaching out to new guests and planning new topics, etc. And honestly, guys, a lot of people said no. Um, I kind of, I started to go a little more outside of my group of friends. And a lot of people started saying no. Or they didn't even respond, which that is when I was like, come on, at least send me an email back, or at least send me a DM back, especially if it said scene, come on. Between that and finishing up high school, I was just like, you know, I think this is a cool way just to wrap it and then move into a new chapter when I have a bit more planned and a bit more structure and a bit more free time in my life. So that's where we are now. I've been doing work. I know I've been gone from releasing episodes, but we have been working hard on season two And I'm pretty excited about what kinds of episodes we're going to be putting out. So yeah, make sure to keep up with the podcast for this next season. So as I said, yeah, I was was super busy over the past couple of weeks. I have my exams actually in, I think, six days. 
Haven't done much for them. There's only two exams. The rest of my classes I've finished and my photography, AP photography exam, I already submitted on Friday, which was the bane of my existence for the past year. Surprisingly, photography was the one that was killing me. And then I, you guys know, if you've been following me on other social platforms, I have been traveling around. I think I've been, I don't even know where I've been since I saw you guys last, but I was tired. I am tired. I never have my stuff with me, like my, my microphone. Um, and, and I'm also moving and committed to a university, but that was recent. So I've been sorting all that out, guys. I basically just needed some time to refuel before entering another busy era. You know, it's like a car. For it to keep driving, you gotta fill it up with gas. Eh. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into my life update. If you haven't seen my YouTube video, I'm moving to Berlin. Oh my god, finally, guys, this has been so long. I mean, 10 months. 10 months of work. Um, just to choose a university, basically. I applied to six, which is way too much, in my opinion. But l let me talk about Berlin for a second and why I chose that. Um, I actually visited a few weeks ago with my friend Amy, Amy Chea, a guest on the pod, episode five, I believe. Um, growing up online with Amy Chea, you guys should check that out. It was totally impromptu. I decided when I was in Nepal, which was the week before, I was like, I gotta go to Berlin and I gotta see this university. So I did, and then I texted um, Amy and Carmen, and I was like, this is super last minute, but you guys want to go to Berlin next weekend? And Carmen had something for school, um, but Amy came. And <laughs> that was super nice. Also, her flight on the way back got canceled. Both of ours did. And this always happens, I swear. I, Whenever I am meeting an internet friend, I never have a normal goodbye. I never do. And so, yeah, she had to come back to Amsterdam with me for a night, which was really fun. But why can't I ever just like, is it a universe thing? Is it is it cursing me? I don't know. I remember the first time I met Carmen, I was taking an Uber to the airport and I put in the wrong location. So I had to run like 20 blocks in the pouring rain. And then Carmen was going home and then we ran into each other again after saying goodbye as I was running from my car. <laughs> and then there was another running for a car situation with Carmen. Um, oh my God, her train got canceled back to London once um, and stayed with me. Same with, same with Amy. So anyway, okay, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm getting sidetracked university process. So I saw this university in Berlin, uh, is, which is actually not the one I ended up going to. So university process. Guys, too damn long. Let me tell you, here's some advice if you guys are uh, going to apply to a university anytime soon. I knew that I wanted a university with a large international population. That was a big thing, just because I've been in international communities for the past four years now. And there's a lot of qualities about that that I really appreciate as someone who likes to hang out with more of a diverse, open-minded group of people rather than kind of a copy-paste group of people. And usually international communities, by nature, just have people from a lot of different backgrounds. That's why they're international communities. And I also am studying communications and digital media, so they had to have some good facilities for that, and those were really my requirements. I was looking in the U.S. and Europe, so I looked at probably a hundred universities, like total. I had some advisors that would help find universities and then send me ones, and then I would basically choose the ones that I was gonna continue to pursue. I was looking at both Europe and the US because I didn't know where my family was moving. Um, I didn't know if they would stay in Europe or move back to the States, and I just wanted all these options. So I only applied to six universities, which is still too much in my opinion, because 
I got into all of them. A bit of a flex right there, but also I put everything into these university applications. So I feel like that that's how it should be. And a killer portfolio, if I do say so myself. Anyway, so then you have six options. How are you meant to choose? If they're all good options that you want to go to and they're all saying you can come here. So I had many, I had many sleepless nights, um, which that's actually funny because I'll get into that in a second. And eventually I, I had to rule out all of the U.S. So that ruled out three, uh, one of which is the school that Jennifer Coolidge went to, which was heart- a heartbreaking thing to do. Jennifer Coolidge and I could have been alums, but I guess we won't be anymore. And then I was deciding between London, Spain, and Berlin. Um, the, the one in Spain, you study in two places, Segovia, Madrid, which I thought was pretty cool. But I also wanted to do a year abroad, so I was like, damn, I'm going to study in three places. So anyway, I narrowed it down to this one in Berlin after, I think, four months of just, like, sitting with the acceptances. And I'm so relieved. It was so nice. I actually only sent the contract today. I, like, I, I accepted uh, a couple weeks ago, but I only signed and sent the contract today. So that's a bit of a weight off my shoulders. Um, so I guess my advice to you would be... Don't apply to so many universities. I guess know which one you want to go to if you are going to apply to. Like, be like, if I get into this one, I'm probably going to go here. Or, like, top two. But I basically applied to all six being like, like, let's just see what I get into. So, yeah, that that was a headache. Um, But now I'm so excited. I don't know if you guys have been to Berlin, but I feel like it is just, like, the perfect place for me. I love Germany. Ich liebe Deutschland. I'll be fluent in German, finally, and I'm moving in with my close friend Isa, who also a guest on the pod, oh my gosh, episode 9, the video episode, What Living in Europe is Really Like. Guys, check that one out. That is one of my best friends here in the Netherlands, and we're moving together, which is kind of crazy. We're going to get a little apartment. If you guys see any listings, please DM them to me. I will kindly respond, and thank you, because it's slim pickings. Isa and I went to high school together, which we just finished high school. I'm done, except for the two exams that I have. But honestly, senior year, not it. That's grade 12, year 13. I am not, I'm just not sad to be leaving at all. I do like, you know what, this past week where I haven't been in school, I have realized that it is nice to have some structure in my life, but not that much. Not that much structure. I don't know, I, I had a lovely 45 absences total this year. And I mean, I still got great grades and got into all my unis. So I think people are just lying. I think that a lot of it is a lie. And obviously I'm grateful to have a, you know, high quality of education, but damn, there is a point where it just gets to be bullshit. Bullshit. Because I don't know, these people just take themselves too seriously. It's like teacher subject, but don't micromanage a room full of adults, you know? Don't make me put my phone in a box and lock it in your locker. You know who you are. (laughs) So yeah, now we're done with school, done with high school, but then there's still the prom and the dinner and the trips, and I'm just not into it. I'm not doing it. Um, But I want to know, I wanted to come on here because everyone who I've talked to at school and I told them I'm not, I'm not coming to the prom, I'm not doing the dinner. They're like, what? Like they, they're flabbergasted. They they don't understand why. Um, I'm just not into it. Like, the people who I like from high school, I'm going to see, right? I'm going to make time to see. I'm going to see them. But the people who, like, why would I why would I pay half my net worth for a prom ticket to see people I don't want to be around? 
Prom tickets are like 100 something euros, and then that's not even it. You gotta pay for the outfit, and then you gotta pay for getting there with the transport, and then you're probably gonna pay for other things when you're out, and the food, and the after party, and the drinks, and all of it. I don't know. Is it just me? How do you guys feel about prom? Leave a review. <laughs> Leave a review and tell me how you feel about prom. No, but for real, like, I'm just not very spirited. I'm just not, that's just not me, I guess. I love to, like, honestly, I do feel like if my group of friends was, was like, guys, let's get a bunch of people from school together and let's all hang out and have some drinks and food and rent out a little venue and all dress super cool, I'd be like, that sounds really fun. But maybe it's just, like, calling it prom and having, like, a masquerade theme and making it cost 100 damn euros plus everything else. I'm like, I, I'd rather take those 100 euros and get a train ticket. Go to Paris for the weekend. Eat a croissant. Have an oat cappuccino. They don't do the oat cappuccino in Paris. I, <laughs> it's the bane of my existence trying to get some non-dairy milk in Paris, and I end up just drinking espresso the whole trip, which tastes like shit, let's be real. I'm sorry, this may be my American roots, but my palate is not sophisticated enough to appreciate espresso. I've had espressos that aren't bad, but I've never had an espresso that's good. Um, anyway, let me let me resort back to my notes. I feel like I, I read one bullet point at the beginning of this episode, and then I just took it and ran. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm not totally finished with high school. I still got my AP exams, but let me tell you, I got an AP exam May 3rd. I got an AP exam May 4th, and then on May 5th in the morning, I go to London, London, and I'm going to see Carmen, I'm going to see Amy. Yeah, I'm so excited. That's what I planned because my a lot of my friends have exams until like the 20th of May, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to celebrate with them because they're just going to be studying, so I'm going to go see my friends. And I haven't seen, I it baffles me how slowly yet quickly time flies because I saw Amy a couple weeks ago. That was actually my first time meeting Amy. But Carmen, another guest on the pod, I think episode two, episode two or three. I saw her in Paris in October, but it is, it's late April right now. It's April 20 something, April 28th. Um, Let's see, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. It will have been almost seven months, half a year. I just, like, it flies. So anyway, this is it's time. It is time. And then after that, I have... Well, I'm going to Lisbon, but we're going to get into that in a second. Um, I have my graduation, which is the only other time I'm really going to be on campus at school, partaking in school events, doing the school thing. Um, my grandparents are visiting, which I'm excited to see them. But I did warn them. They were like, we're going to come to the Netherlands. Um, they've never been. And I was like, okay, but I'm going to walk up on that stage, on that podium, with my little cap and gown, collect my diploma, and walk right down the stairs and right to the airport. (laughs) I am there for a good time, not a long time. I am, again, I'm not the most spirited. I'm not staying for the after bit. No, I'm, I'm living my life. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm booking a lot of trips. We got, we got London next week, and then we got Lisbon a couple weeks after, and then Luxembourg, which is a very exciting one. Um, and I, I've been withholding information from you guys. It was nice to tell you I was moving, but I have some more information that's huge. I mean, huge for me. Completely changes my life that I've known since, I think, January. And I was supposed to to have this uh, this trip, I guess, to Luxembourg to announce this thing that I didn't go on. So we have to go sometime this spring or summer. 
Then I'm going to split Croatia with my friends. That's the senior trip, but I'm only going for half the time because I'm trying to get out before all the drama. I'm going with, I think, six friends, seven friends, um, and then other people are going from my, my graduating class, but they're staying with their friends. And I thought if I go for the first four days, it's eight days, then I can dip if anything's about to go downhill because I bet you anything it will. Come on, think about a bunch of 18-year-olds, some of which have, like, never, like, left, like, their their home or, like, traveled alone, you know? Like, it's just gonna go down, and I'm not there to stay for that. But I'm there to have a good time. Don't get, I feel like I'm being kind of bitchy on here. It's not that. It's that I'd rather just fully appreciate the time that I have there rather than only half enjoy it because of stupid high school shit. So that's called planning ahead. Then I'm heading back to Berlin. I got to go look at apartments with Isa, and I'm going to then take a train to southern Germany to go see my the town I've, I lived in um, before I lived here. And then I'm going with one of my friends from southern Germany over to Palma de Mallorca because we're being German tourists. Literally, Mallorca, I don't even consider that Spain. I consider it Germany because it's just filled with Germans. That is like their go-to. Is that even a holiday for them? It's like a second home. Uh, and then I'm off to Kentucky. <laughs> Plot twist. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Uh, no, my cousin's getting married, so I'm going to go to Kentucky. And then I'm in the U.S. And I'm doing... Every summer we go back to the U.S. Because that's where we're from. And we still have a, uh, our place back in Colorado. So we have to go take care of it. My family may be moving to the U.S. So that could be part of it. Oh, sorry. So yeah, that may be like a visiting future home type thing who knows and then from the u.s i'm flying with my cousin morgan guys i assume that you know who i'm talking about if you guys follow me on youtube and you've watched any video i've ever done in new york city morgan's in them the past three years i visited her in the summertime because she lives in new york and we just spent time in the city together this year i don't think i'm going to new york um i'm not sure yet who knows maybe i'll i'll want to leave colorado but we are going to go to Italy and France, which will be her first time in Europe, and I'm so excited. We're going to have a very chill, a very earthy, nature-esque trip. We're going to some smaller towns. We're going to the town that Call Me By Your Name was filmed in, which I can't even talk about because I am ecstatic, to say the least. Seriously, I, I've wanted to go to that town for so long. It's called Crema, Italy. And then we're going to the south of France, and then we're going to Paris. And I'm so excited. And that's going to be my last trip before uni. Because then I have a couple of weeks and then I'm moving to Berlin. So on that note, let's talk about anxiety. <laughs> because, damn, I am popular. So I'm super excited for all of these trips, obviously. But, like, looking at my calendar, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine the, like, the one-week increments between the trips. Like, I'll be chilling. So it'll be fine. It won't feel, too, like, too much. But just seeing it on a sheet... Where it's like, I basically have like two weeks left in the Netherlands. And besides that, I am everywhere but the Netherlands. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit stressful. But, but this, is not, this is not about feelings of stress. This is about all-consuming anxiety. So if this is a trigger subject for you, I need you to kindly switch to another episode or fast forward a bit. Um, in all seriousness, this is something, this is another reason why I stopped the pod for a bit and also just like... I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've been myself online. It's not a noticeable difference online, but I haven't really felt 
like myself, or I felt like I've been questioning if I'm like myself, which I guess is not being like myself. Anyway, we're talking about anxiety linked to sleep apnea, obstructive sleep apnea, which is something that I think I have. So I'm going to read you what that is. It is a condition in which a person experiences pausing in breathing or shallow breaths while sleeping. These pauses can last for a few seconds to a few minutes and can happen 30 or more times in an hour. Sleep apnea can cause a person to wake up feeling exhausted, even if they have slept for eight hours. Mama. I've had, I've had a lot of uh, anxiety and panic attacks this year, but especially in the past couple of months and especially, especially in the past couple of weeks. And I never knew why. I, I had a bit of a traumatic experience back in, I think it was May last year. I think it's been a year. Um, nothing horrible. It was a, it was basically consequences of my own actions. Um, so if anyone's to blame, it's me. Um, but I was like, okay, maybe this is a little PTSD type thing where I am flashing back to a time where I was super panicked because I had, I I had had like issues with like certain types of anxiety. Like I had some social anxiety and I had anxiety leaving home when I was younger, but that basically went away and I had like the opposite. Um, but I had never had like anxiety that wasn't rooted in like thinking. I get, I think it's the difference of like feeling stressed versus having like disorder or having uncontrollable anxiety. So yeah, anyway, I, there was that, but it was triggered by not breathing when sleeping. Literally, I, I would fall asleep. Well, no, I could feel myself not breathing. So I would basically toss and turn for like an hour before going to bed. And then I would feel just like a change and I'd fall asleep and I would stop breathing. So like 30 seconds later, I'd wake up choking and gasping for air, which is, I mean, a beautiful image in your mind, I'm sure, but it, it was not fun. And then it would happen over and over. And by like the third or fourth time, I mean, it feels like you're dying, right? You need air to live. So my body, like my physical body, regardless of what I can think through in my mind about like, okay, this is fine. You keep waking up like you've never actually died. Hello. My body's like, how the fuck? No, I'm not going to sleep. What are you trying to do? Kill me? Every time I go to sleep, I stop breathing. So I had a lot of nights where I was just up to like five in the morning. And then I would just get so tired that I guess I would fall asleep, clock out. I would be panicking all night. So that was rough. Um, it progressively then got worse, but then there were certain weeks that were like, honestly, completely fine. Like I was like, Oh, cured, cured. But I still, I was still questioning what, what this was rooted in. And I was like, okay, so do I sign up for like better help? Or do I take a different approach? Is this like health related? I don't know. But then my math teacher of all people is talking about her, her family having sleep apnea. And I was like, what is this sleep apnea? So I do a little Google search. Um, I do a little Google and I fit all the symptoms. Like seriously, anxiety and panic, daytime fatigue, lack of concentration, waking up choking, morning headache, irritability, ask anyone who knows me. But seriously, I thought that something was wrong with me. Well, something is, but I thought that something was wrong with like me as a person. And this is something wrong with my throat tissue. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got to explore this. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't because I was having a good week. And I was like, you know, I'm fine. Again, cured. But then the paranoia hit. 
which this was new. And I think this was because I basically had like six months of sleep deprivation. No, eight months. I remember one night in Bangkok a couple weeks ago, I was convinced I was going to die. Like, and I've never been paranoid before. This was just a one night thing, thank goodness. But um, I've never been paranoid before. And I believed through and through that I was going to die in my sleep. And so I was freaking out and I was basically saying goodbye to my family. <laughs> it's horrible. It's, it was actually so bad. Um, but you can imagine, I have a full breakdown. I fall asleep. Obviously, I don't die. And I wake up the next morning <laughs> humiliated. Like, what was that about? What was I on about? Completely, like, there was nothing altering my my brain, if, if, you're, if you understand. Like, I, unless I had some weird-ass, like, Thai street food, I was completely normal. So... This is when I began to actually want to get checked and, like, get a little diagnos diagnosis and see what's up. Because I couldn't sleep, and I can't take melatonin or sleeping pills because I, whenever I did, it would I would have a horrible night. And I, of course, looked it up again, and it's because they further relaxed the throat tissue. So then I'm just panicking and even more exhausted because I have the melatonin chemical or, or hormone. I don't know. No, not hormone. Whatever melatonin in my in my brain but my throat tissue is relaxed so i can't breathe also drinking does the same thing alcohol so i'm not i'm not having any alcohol which is uh fine i don't want you guys to think that that's like <laughs> uh, an un um doable thing for me however i am like 18 going to uni where a lot of my plans revolve around alcohol not no that, that's not right a lot of my plans with friends, a lot of social interaction involves like a glass of wine, going out and just like grabbing a drink. Um, it would just be nice to have the option. So anyway, I'm basically like trying to sort out whatever I can do in the moment. Um, but I made a doctor's appointment and the other day I had the doctor's appointment and I went to it and I had blood work and testing and mama, that was not it. Blood work? Oh, sorry. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so blood work, not it. Absolutely not. The vaccines I have grown okay with. I'm more apt to things going in than coming out. <laughs> but I was not a fan of the blood work. That was my first time too at 18. I feel like I should be more accustomed to this type of thing, but... So yeah, that was shit, but I'm so excited to get my results back, and I'm hoping that they find so much. I'm hoping that there's a lot wrong with me, <laughs> because I basically just want a supplement or something that I can take where it just fixes a bunch. I don't care if I'm taking 20 supplements in the day, if it's just like vitamins and shit like that, because if it will make me feel not not a, a, a weight in my head all day, that's what it feels like. I am, I am exhausted, always, and I can't focus. Even the podcast, damn, like talking, talking to a microphone for 30 minutes, taking it out of me. Um, but yeah, I, I hope to have like certain like deficiencies that can be cured because if this is sleep apnea, um, which is definitely something like that because of the breathing thing, the, the most common treatment is a CPAP machine. You ever heard of a CPAP machine? It's the mask. It's this clear mask that goes over your nose and mouth and plugs in to the wall and gives you oxygen. And you sleep with it. Which, again, 
lucky to have access to something that's going to help, if it's going to help. However, I am at the ripe age of 18, as I've said many times on this podcast. Imagine you're in a relationship, or imagine someone's like, oh, do you want to stay over? And then pulls out something that can only be described as a fucking Darth Vader mask. And, and, like, (laughs) sexy, right? I was like, okay, what else can I do? And there's this other option that is an oral appliance designed to keep your throat open for more air. Well, that's actually kind of sexy. <laughs> Ew, sorry. Um, no, but I'm like, God, like, you guys, you guys can't just, like, give me a throat transplant? <laughs> you guys can't just put some, like, pig lungs in my body, do some, like, shit with my tonsils? I don't know. Anyway, this is something that is very much a whip, a work in progress, and I would appreciate your support in this time, your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Because apparently that that's the answer to everything nowadays. Um, moving on to something a little more entertaining than my throat tissue. I, I mean, depends who you're asking. But I found recently in a pile of things a letter that I wrote in eighth grade in middle school that said, open in May 2023. And it is April 28th, but I opened it right before recording this. And I want to go through it with you guys. Um, This was an assignment from my English class, and I'm surprised I still have it. So anyway. Little, it's a little time capsule. And so I thought I would share it with you guys because I had no idea what was in here. And I'm excited to see, to see what eighth grade me but this is pre-moving to Europe, pre-high school, pre-everything. I mean, so much. Um, so, let's see. 2019. Oh my god, 2019 was four years ago. What the hell? What the hell? This is May 2019. Dear Future Will, right now I'm sitting in Mrs. Thorson's 8th grade English class. I have 6,500 subscribers on YouTube work. What do I have now? 19,900, something like that. So that's another 13,400 subscribers. Uh. I love going to the barn and riding Miley. Oh my god. (laughs) I worked at a barn, guys, like a horse barn, and I rode horses. Um, No longer. My best friends are uh, blank, blank, etc. Oh my god, that's kind of sad. Okay, but honestly, what do you expect? Like, you move to you move to another continent for four years. It's not like you're gonna have the same friends that you did in eighth grade. <clears throat> I'm moving to Germany in August. I wonder if I still live there. You don't. You're moving back though in the fall. Couldn't get enough. Did we get a dog? Absolutely not. Do you still make YouTube videos? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure how to feel about that. Is that embarrassing or is that something to be proud of? Um, what if we live in Los Angeles? Period. That's supposed to be a question mark, but okay. Uh, we don't. Thank goodness. Are you kidding? I, I always wanted to move to LA. It, this was because, I guess 2019 was like the start of TikTok, really. But before that, like the fame, there was like not many famous people. And it, all the famous people were on YouTube. I'm talking on the internet. Obviously, there were celebrities. But this is like, I'm talking like Dolan Twins, Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star, James Charles, um, Gen X Penn, Alicia Marie... Remy Ashton? Who who else did I watch? Liza Koshy, of course, David Dobrik. All these people who basically dropped out of school at like 16 and then moved to LA. I don't even know how. 
And I was like, okay, that's what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna drop out of high school and move to LA. <laughs> okay, I hope you're happy. Spelled Y-O-U-R. Stupid bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Right now, I think I have social anxiety. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Hopefully I don't anymore. No, you don't have social anxiety anymore. You just have like chronic sleeping issues that link to panic attacks. So please tell me we didn't vape, drink, or do drugs. <laughs> if we did, remember Miss C's health class. Ugh, I love Miss C. I love Missy. I wonder how she is. Uh, my, my PE teacher through middle school, physical education. Uh, let's, let's talk about this. Please tell me we didn't vape, drink, or do drugs. That is so funny to me. I love, I just love that that's like what I decided to include. Uh, well, like I said, I'm not drinking. I'm not doing it anymore. Anyway, um, how's Luke and Brooke? My siblings, they're good. Are Luke and Matthew friends? Yes, that's my brother's friend. I don't know why I wanted to include that. I hope you told your mom and dad about dot, dot, dot. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, I was in the closet. Oh my God. I also remember, okay, I do remember this. I was basically like, I have so many things like this where I would write um, my future self or like, it'd be like, do you know? Or I'd be like, do they know? Have you told them yet? I guess them is the world, or maybe my parents, I don't know, about being gay. Surprise. Imagine, you guys are like, what? But I remember being so paranoid that Miss Thorson, my English teacher, was going to read this note for whatever reason. Like, she gives a shit what eighth graders are writing. She has like 20-something 20 students. And she was going to know if I had written, have you told your parents that you're gay? So I did about dot, dot, dot. And also, like she would have given a fuck. Oh my god. Well, I mean, and if she did, then who gives a shit? Are you in a relationship? <laughs> well, uh... I feel like there's like 10 different ways I can answer that question, but let's say no. Did you keep bullet journaling? No. Um, I hope you have a career in mind. Oh, <laughs> this is the most American note. Can I just say? I hope you didn't vape, drink, or do drugs. You got a career in mind? You got your whole future planned out at 18? You know what you're gonna do with your life? What the fuck are you gonna do with your life? Like, you going to college? You gonna study in college? You getting your master's? Um, <laughs> it's just funny. Like, no, I don't have a career in mind. I don't need a career in mind. Also, I think it's funny that we can only have, like, that I thought I would only have one career. Mama, I'm gonna go to uni. I'm gonna live for four years. And at the end of that, I'm gonna decide what's best for me then. Listen, okay, little philosophy moment. Life philosophy. All that you should do, or all, I guess all that you can do, this is your choice, of course. Make whatever decision is right for you in the moment. People are like, I, someone said to me, like, what if you don't like Berlin in, in three years? Well, who cares? I like Berlin now. I'm not gonna... Why would you try and, like, create a narrative or, like, guess or predict how you're gonna feel in the future and then make a current decision off of that? You know how you feel now. So make the decision that's best for you now. And then it's like crossing the bridge when we get to it. Living in the moment. In a year from now, if I don't like Berlin, I'll make a decision that that uh, relates to that, that. That accompanies those feelings that I have towards that city. But one, I don't think that's going to happen. And two, I have no way of knowing because I'll be a different person a year from now. So what I would tell little 2019 Will is do what's best for you now. And I will find a quote, quote, career 
when it's time for that. And all that career will be something that I am content and happy doing at that point in my life. And the second I'm not happy and content doing that, I will then make another decision, whatever that may be. Anyway, now that you've been enlightened, let's find where I was. Um, okay, I hope you have a career in mind. Whether it's YouTube editing, acting, I hope you're happy. Once again, learn how to spell your. It's not Y-O-U-R, it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Damn. And English is your first language. I hope you're confident. Okay! Snaps, you are spelled correctly. I hope you're confident in who you are. I am, thank you very much. I hope high school is fun. Uh, well, it was not. Well, okay, I say that. The high school I was at recently, I did not have a good experience at. I'll just be transparent. I had great experiences, but overall, not the place for me. The one I was at in Germany, adored. But had I stayed, I probably, let's just say I probably would not have gone into all six of my universities. but I was happier. So what's the real trade-off? Like genuinely, this is something I question all the time. 10 times happier there at that school than I was at this school. And this school has won awards for its quality of education. Like it's, it's a great, academically, it's a great school. And I don't want to denounce again my privilege and my luckiness to be able to go to a school with a high quality education. However, like if we if we zoom out to like a meaning of life type thing, it's like, Damn, like, wouldn't you rather just be happy? I knew it then. I keep saying, I hope you're happy. Y-O-U-R. That's really all I want to be. For the most part. It's unrealistic to be happy all the time, but happy and content more so in your environment and in your life. I'm not very content at the school that I was at, so. Anyway, um, at the moment you're considering not going to college if YouTube works out college. Um, but I also want to go to Chapman University. Spelled Chatman. I think it's Chapman. Uh, well, you didn't, and you didn't apply. Remember to thank mom and dad and Luke and Brooke for everything. Make time for them. Don't blow them off. Make sure they feel loved. Know what makes you happy and do those things. Every day, do one thing that makes the earth a better place. Love yourself. Love your family. Enjoy life. With love, 2019 will smiley face. Okay. Fierce. Okay, you know what? I'll give it to him. That was a cute ending. You know what? That wasn't that wasn't actually bad. Uh, I th think it's so funny that I wrote dot dot dot. It's so crazy how scared I was for anyone to find out that I was gay. Gay? <laughs> it's so... I mean, I really do wish I hadn't grown up in a homophobic-ass environment. The town. Because I still got progress to make, which is so stupid. It's just so dumb. Damn, I'm just, this is why I think, like, if I had still lived in Colorado, if I had never moved, like, I wonder what kind of person I'd be. Maybe I would have, like, persevered and, like, done something or found a group of people that makes me really happy. But I don't want just a group of people. I just want the world to be a fucking accepting-ass place. Like, oh, I just don't get why people care so much. Because for real, for, like, for, like, many, many years, that, that was the, I mean, that was at the front of my mind at all, at all times. It's just mortified at the idea that anyone would find out that I like men. Anyway, on a serious note, if you're if you're a listener out there with similar feelings, I wish I had like good advice to give. I'm not great at the advice. But speaking from personal experience, it all it took was a change of environment and within a couple months I had gone from thinking I was forever in the closet and never going to have a romantic relationship with a male to 
having one, horrible male, by the way, my first relationship was awful, but I want to talk about that in another um, episode. Anyway, but I'd also come out to my family and all my friends. Yeah, I mean, also the, the whole coming out thing is a whole separate thing, but all I'm saying is there's a lot of people who are going to embrace who you are. So don't let the people who won't trump that, overpower that, I guess I should say, which is so much easier said than done, and it still takes a lot of time. But if it's any if it's any condolence, DM me. Literally, if you DM me about that, I will respond. I respond to most of my DMs, but I will. I know what it's like, and it's really shit. So I hope that none of you guys are in that position, but if you are, it is temporary because either you make a change or a change gets made for you. Um, that basically flips your whole world upside down in the best way. All right, guys, we are coming to the end of the episode, but I did post an IG questionnaire. Oh, an Instagram questionnaire at Cut the Cameras Pod on Instagram, and you guys asked me some questions for this episode, as per usual. So let's see. Someone asked, "Are you nervous to move to Germany?" I'm not movis. Movis to nerve. Movis to nerve. I can't speak. It's the sleep apnea. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's what it is. Blame it on the sleep apnea. No, I am not nervous to move to Germany at all, to Berlin at all. I feel such a connection to Germany. I don't even know why. I can't explain it. Deutsch at heart. Deutsch in mein Herz. Um, however, I am, I'm really actually nervous to leave my family. I'm not like super nervous, but I know I'm going to be super sad. I have, I'm really lucky to have a really great family and... I just, I've needed their support a lot recently. I would have been, I think a year ago, if you had asked me this, I would have been like, yeah, it's going to be hard, but I'm totally ready. But I feel like I've had a big setback this past year with all the shit that I've been talking about. So I hope that I can get that under control before I leave and then have some time to, to feel normal, to feel like myself and then be able to process these emotions. But yeah, especially if they're in the States and I'm in Germany, that's going to be tough. But um, I know I'm always going to go see them. I mean, if they're in the Netherlands versus the States, I'd probably see them a bit more often there. But it's still a journey. It's still six hours by train and stuff. So that's the part that I'm more nervous about is just like the, the like start of, of forever. But I'm super excited about Berlin. And I'm moving in with one of my closest friends, which makes all the difference. Because that has like a family feel to it, you know, someone who you just have a, are really close with and who cares about your general well-being and safety, like, that's such a gift, and that's totally unexpected. Issa and I did not know that we were both moving to, Ber- or looking at unis in Berlin, um, which was a crazy-ass coincidence, and then we also never really thought that we would live together because, I'm not sure, there's, there's obviously ups and downs to living with a close friend, but I think from just a comfort and security aspect, um of having, being really far from our families and stuff, I think that it's going to be really nice. And, you know, I have Netherlands six hours away, and I got friends here, and then I have southern Germany, where I used to live, five hours away. And there's a lot of people who I know care for me. So, yeah, not nervous for that at all. More so just so excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited to be in Berlin. Can you tell us more about uni and what are you studying? Sure. I'm studying communications and digital media, which is essentially like It's a lot to do with uh, social media, I guess, or the internet, and it's uh, communications, which is kind of self-explanatory, and then kind of filmmaking, photos, kind of graphic design, I don't know. Honestly, I've read the course description of this course for like 20 different universities, yet I haven't, I just know that that I like it, and it's pretty much a culmination of all of my interests 
um, I didn't want to study filmmaking just because I felt that that was limiting in terms of a path after uni in case I want to take like a, a filmic um, nature and apply it to another field. Does that make any sense? Um, I'd rather just have broader options because I'm so unsure of what I want my future to look like. I also want to be able to work remotely because I want to travel and live in a bunch of different places. So I don't want to work on like a set and I don't want to work with only like cameras. Um, so yeah, that's why I chose that major. Someone asked, oh, this kind of ties into what I was just talking about. In what ways did moving to Europe help your journey of self-acceptance and identity? I feel like I've said this in a lot of, in like various ways over the course of my time online as a public presence, but I think a lot of it was this international community. And this is something I've said before, but I need to say again, is if you grow up in a place where all the people are very similar and you're living similar lives and you look similar and you are, are come from similar backgrounds, you've had similar upbringings, minor differences are noticeable. I'm talking like minor differences. And everyone, a lot of people are trying to be the same, especially also, okay, I, I do need to say this was in middle school. And I know that in high school people begin to actually kind of have that self-discovery but still i see the photos mama i see the pic i see the instagram reels i see the tic tacs a lot of people are trying to look the same or there's an aesthetic that they're trying really hard to fit into and i'm talking about colorado the united states northern colorado and for me i did not want to be that and i did not fit into that but i i didn't have any confidence to to actually show that to people or stand by that. And any time that I would kind of step out of that box, it would be a lot of commentary, which would not affect me nowadays because I'm confident, but to someone who is already insecure about the things that, I mean, I think your deepest, biggest insecurities and biggest secrets and someone is just going at it like it's nothing to you. Like, it is, is, it was really hard for me to come to terms with a lot of different aspects of myself. I'm not just talking about gay. I'm talking about a lot of aspects of my identity, both, like, physical appearance-wise and emotional identity and personality traits and interests, all of this. Um, and, of course, my sexuality and just also my mindset, um, my beliefs, all of it. All of this going to say... I moved to an international school, which I think that this is a bigger part of it. Because I think if I would have gone to a German school, there still could have been more of an understanding of the of the world and more of a progressive nature. However, I'm sure that there's a lot of similar traits when anyone's in an environment where the people are the same. So this international community, everyone's different. Everyone has come from a million different backgrounds. My class, I was the only American. And other people couldn't even classify themselves so easily because my, one of my best friends, her mom's from Singapore, her dad's from Spain. She was born in France for eight years, spoke French. Then her whole family switched to English and they moved to Germany and now they speak English. Like, how do you even classify that? And so a lot of people have had these crazy backgrounds where they can really only be considered like third culture kids. And I think with an environment like that, there is an understanding that everyone in there is going to be different. Everyone's going to have different beliefs, like religious-wise or philosophical-wise on life's different different taste in everything, genuinely. And you learn from that. Like, it sounds kind of stupid, but like those are little things that you just learn in an international community. Um, traditions. All their families have different traditions. So when I come in there in, in a shirt that's pink 
nobody gives two shits because already I'm going to look different. I'm going to act different. I'm going to think different than everyone else in that building and in that community. And that was the most refreshing part because it's not about someone saying, I support you even though you're different. It's we're all fucking different. So we're supporting, we're not supporting each other. We're just not even giving it any attention, which is exactly what I want. I don't care that I, that I am feminine. I don't care that I have different beliefs than you or that your beliefs are different from mine, as long as it just doesn't create conflict and it never did. So that's what was, that was the part where it um, helped my, I think you said, journey of self-acceptance and identity. I had such a small sense of identity and not many people do in eighth grade, but I, I think I had a, I think that had I continued on that path because the, the, the school I was going to transition to had a lot of the same kids and I hear a lot of the same stories from people and I'm just really glad to have been in an international community and that, that specific international community because I'm sure they're not all the same. And like I said, within months, I had come to terms with so much and I had accepted it and I had felt confident enough to express different parts of myself. Um, and now I'm just me. I don't, I still don't even know who that is because I'm still, what, in adolescence, I'm 18 years old, but I'm content with not knowing and I'm confident in what I do know. Does that make sense? And that's something that I wish for everyone because I couldn't imagine struggling on top of just normal teenager struggles with just like burdensome thoughts. I don't know if that's a word about, about something that you just are. You can't change that. You can suppress it and you can do a bunch of other shit, but it is always going to resurface and you're just going to feel horrible. So anyway, (laughs) let's do last question. Um, uh, these are all about uni. Oh, okay. Someone asked, will you still travel in uni? Probably. Um, I mean, not as much. Basically, my family is just really passionate about travel, I guess. I mean, obviously, if you look at my channel. So a lot of my trips that I've done have been with my family recently. And we've really capitalized on it in the past couple of months. Because as they are planning to move, and as I'm planning to move, we're like, okay, we got to see more places while we're in a more convenient area of the world. But I think I'll do a lot of trips within Germany, within bordering countries. I have a trip to Copenhagen kind of in the works with uh, Carmen and Amy. I'm going to have a lot of people come visit me, but Berlin's a new experience, you know, like that for a while, that's going to feel almost like a trip in the sense that it's, it's really is a new city and I'm going to discover a lot and meet a lot of new people. And as boring as this sounds, I am so excited just to have my routines in Germany. I'm moving a month before my university starts and I just want to like get in there and then I just want to like find a cafe by me, find a bakery by me, find a little market by me, and just, like, live, like, a day-to-day that's essentially the same. (laughs) Like, I'm just excited to know my places and know my people and really sink into that city. I think that that's part of the reason why I connected so much with um, the town I lived in in southern Germany is because through COVID, when we were there, it was I was just in my apartment or I was just going out to the same like three places with a mask on and seeing the same two people every single day. Or when I'd go to school, that's another reason why I connected so much with this international community is because we just, that was special time. If, you're, if you can't see each other outside of it, you're really appreciating when you're there. And I want to have something similar to that. Please don't, nobody go eat more bats and and create more (laughs) pandemics. But 
I want a similar feeling to that where it's just like, I, I'm content living in the city. I ain't got to be anywhere else. I could be, but only for a bit. And I just, I'm just going to sink into it and, and create a life here because I'm going to live here for four years. And I'm so excited for that. That's something about the Netherlands that I feel like I don't know it here. I feel like I, like I've been, I have a couple places that I like, but I have not spent time here because I've either been at school or I've been traveling. So yeah, I, I, I will travel, but probably not as much. And I'm not going to Southeast Asia like I was a couple weeks ago. Like I, I'll, I'll be in Europe for the most part or visiting my family. And then maybe every once in a while, I really wanted to go to like Albania, Greece, Cyprus, all this down in Turkey. Um, I have a study abroad that I'm going to do. And I'm thinking either Buenos Aires, um, Istanbul, or Seoul, Korea. Those are all options offered. But that's not until my third year. You guys better like the Berlin content because there's going to be a lot of it. Honestly, you guys, this was one of my favorite episodes. I, I have never found it this easy to do this. Um, I've, I've been recording for an hour by now. I'm not sure how much of that will stay in. But yeah, I mean, to sum up, quite a bit has happened since season one ended. And I really can't wait to chat in more Wednesdays to come. I'm recording an episode with our first guest of season two tomorrow. Um, and you guys can look forward to that next Wednesday. I believe this is supposed to be uploaded on May 17th. Um, and if that is the case, then stay tuned for a week from today for our first guest of season two. Please, uh, to keep up with season two, we're going to be releasing lots of episodes, lots of fun stuff. Go ahead and follow the podcast on your preferred streaming platform. Uh, if you enjoy it, I would really appreciate, uh, leaving a good review. A lot of you guys have been doing the Spotify reviews, which mean a lot to me. You can also follow the podcast on IG, on Instagram. Why do I keep saying IG? Ugh. On Instagram. Um, at cutthecameras.pod to stay updated on polls, Q&As, future guests, uh, reels, sneak peeks, insider information, and more. And with that, thank you so much for listening if you made it all the way here. And I will see you guys in Season 2, Episode 2. Ciao.